Are you guys ready for this? I was in the shower today. And I... <laughs> Good start. I, I, something came to me. Are you ready for it? Uh-huh. Okay. Pawn Stars. You know this show Pawn Stars? Oh, sure, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a play on porn stars. I saw the re- I saw Russ's reaction. I saw Russ's reaction. At least one other person. This had not occurred. Wait, no, <laughs> this is like this is a goof, right? Like Russ, you know, I, I saw the reaction. Don't. Deny I mean, it. I am. This was genuinely a surprise to me. I had never even considered that it was a play on porn stars. Is it porn stars? Is a play on porn stars? That's why it's is called it porn definitely? stars. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's like that, I imagine that it was pitched by somebody in Boston. And they're like, it's a show about pawn stars. And they're like, show about pawn stars? That sounds great. And they're like, no, pawn stars. And where are we going to shoot it? At a pawn shop. What? what? Okay, I guess. A, a porn shop? Yeah, a pawn shop. Now, have you been watching reruns of History Channel at 2 a.m.? Why did this come to you, Justin? What is the timely news I'd rather that not. brought this hey, listen, to you? I still have a private life. I'm allowed to have a private life outside this podcast. Okay. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'll allow it. I can offer you $12 for that anecdote. Maybe off mine. Play your cards right. My name is Justin McCroy, and I know the best game of the... Well, okay. I know a good game full of bad people. My name is Chris Plant, and I know the best series of the last two decades. My name is Russ Farshick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club. For friends, if you're listening, mm-hmm. you're in the club. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. And I am so excited uh, to, you know, I don't have a lot of friends in the industry. I'm kind of a re- bad boy. Uh, I'm kind of a rebel who plays by his own rules. And I've burned down a lot of people to get to the point that I'm at now. And yeah. But if I have a friend in the biz, it's the man who has joined us here today. It's uh, from, from Jordan Jesse Go. He's the author and of both the podcast and the graphic novel upcoming July 13th of Bubble. He is a writer on Midnight at Midnight. Yes, that came to me. Many other TV shows. He's Jordan Morris. Welcome to, I don't know why I listed a canceled program. Hi, um, Jordan, Jordan Morris, number one besties, super fan, signing on, reporting for duty. So uh, happy to have you. A, a person who actually non-ironically listens to the besties, which should have been his first credit. Honestly, it's a great credit to him. <laughs> it's on my IMDb. <laughs> Guy who enjoys the besties. Thank you. No, I've I've been listening to the show uh, in all its iterations. I've even gotten to the point where I kind of enjoy the giraffe now. So mm. yeah, <laughs> Unikitty. Now, uh, that was the uh, that was what I was Unikitty. Yeah, there you go. Unikitty on Cartoon Network. Uh, Earth to Ned on Disney Plus. Oh, uh, that's about it. That's a, such a wonderful guy. He's a, he's a true sweetheart, and I'm so happy to have him here because today we're going to be talking about now. Plant, what is this Grand Theft Auto? Oh, so there were these video games <laughs> called Body Harvest, right? And they were okay. like, "What if we made this game more fun for people?" And they're like, "Sure, what would that look like?" And they're like, "You go around a city instead of a 1950s matinee sci-fi thriller, and you shoot people." And immediately, the video game gods were like, let me get this right. You shoot innocent people? And they're like, yes. And they're like, we're going to get rich. And then they did. That's the history of Grand Theft Auto in a nutshell. So we're going to get deep into (laughs) it. We're going to talk about all of the the franchise. uh, And we're going to pick through, through our scientific process the best Grand Theft Auto game of all time. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because they got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? 
the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, so we should mention at this point, uh, and we've done this before. We did this with the uh, Zelda bracket deciding the very best uh, Zelda game of all time, which was Link to the Past, if I recall. We're doing it again with GTA. We have once again returned to the randomized bracket format. I should mention GTA is kind of weird uh, because whereas with Zelda, there were like tons and tons of games to pick from GTA obviously doesn't have quite as deep of a canon, but we have picked from eight of the basically main games uh, plus Chinatown Wars, which is a great game, but eight of the main games, which I think you'll understand are, are, are major iterations rather than like, say, a DLC pack or something like that uh, to give us a nice round even bracket. I think Frush is lying to us because I don't think Ooh. there's a way that this bracket is random. This is a perfect Grand Theft Auto bracket. I just want to I want to I want to <laughs> run through it very quickly because it, I mean it, it's kind of incredible. Up first, we're going to have GTA 5 versus GTA 1. The original versus the mo- like the most modern version, right? Boom, there's a, a narrative right there. After that, we've got GTA 4 Versus GTA 2, the two evolutions, the 2D mm. evolution, the 3D evolution. After that, we got San Andreas versus Chinatown Wars, the two best games against each other right up top. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got GTA 3 versus Vice City, which has uh, basically been an argument ever since Vice City came out, which is which is better, the game that like, set the mold or the game that is like the refinement that everybody loves, right? Is it better to have like Call of Duty one or Call of Duty two? This is yeah, it's a, these it's are a, some it's good a killer bracket matchup. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. We're we we are going to in this episode run through this first round, uh, and we'll basically narrow it down to the top four, and then next week we're going to decide the top one. But let's narrow down these top four, which are incredibly, as Plant said, uh, hard to decide. And I think we should start with GTA five versus gta one i want to do the cousin brucey voice but i can't do it so we're just gonna say gta 5 versus gta 1 broadly speaking real quick uh i would like to talk about this series and and like just like 30 second takes so we understood where where we're coming from individually um if that if that's okay can we set the stage with that because i feel like there's an interesting um so grand theft auto 4 comes out i start i start like game journalism uh, in in 2007 so like it, it, like for joystick so these are very like four and five are very much like part of my career as mm. a as a game journalist and i feel like uh broadly speaking i didn't appreciate either of these uh games enough when they first came out i feel like they were so massively successful that there was a lot like there was a lot more chin stroking in those days and i think we thought that uh, games that big, like over open world games that were that sort of expansive would become sort of like the standard rather than a uh, a truly like finite resource that we are getting, I think, increasingly few of. Because um, returning back to these games, like I really, it, these worlds still feel pretty vibrant uh, yeah. in a way that a lot of open world games don't even now in the year of our Lord 2021. Jordan, do you have a, a first GTA memory that jumps uh, to mind? Yeah, I mean, I associate uh, these games with my college dorm. Um, 
And going back and playing them, um, some of them are, are a little rough. Um, uh, some of them, I would say, have aged like a Baconator in a trunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know, though, like, what, what was your, like, not to date you, but, like, what was the college dorm GTA game for you? Uh, oh, three. It was three, yeah. and yeah. then I remember when Vice City came out, and then I remember, like, going on you know, GameSpot.com and looking at photos of San Andreas or looking at teases of San Andreas. And yeah, I've played every uh, game in this series. I've beaten most of them. Um, and yeah, and, and have some like, have do have some like gripes about them, but, um, you know, realized that they totally changed video games. And, you mm-hmm. know, without this series, there's no assassin's creed there's no horizon zero dawn um etc etc so um so yeah i i i recognize its influence i've had fun with the games in the past um uh uh, but i have some nits to pick yeah um my first first experience was playing gta 1 as a shareware game like i downloaded it and then fooling my mom into buying gta 2 for me even though i was probably 14 at the time it was um, called grand theft auto that must have been a very yeah. good grift it just said there. gta i mean that could <laughs> oh, mean a lot true. of things yeah, yeah. GTA sure two is when it great uh, time good America. times ahead <laughs> <laughs> but but as with jordan uh gta 3 was like a dorm room staple uh i remember like reading the ign review and seeing like whatever it was 9.7 or something ridiculous and being like really could it be that good and uh yeah it was a total mind-blowing experience yeah, I had the most fun with these last night when I when I tried to recreate the dorm experience in my home. So I hung up, you know, that Pink Floyd poster where sure. all their albums are painted onto women's backs. I microwaved some bagel bites. I yep. didn't put them in the oven. I no. microwaved them. Yeah. <laughs> and I cracked a, a Miller High Life tall boy. And I'm like, okay, now I'm in the zone. <laughs> well, my roommate was at 9:30 p.m. promptly. Yeah. 9:30 p.m. asleep at 9:30. Right. I called my old roommate to uh try and hide the fact that he was masturbating in the next room. <laughs> Just the perfect dorm experience. Yeah. Uh I I I started the series on GTA 1 also and it was my favorite game. Like by far. I played so much of GTA 1 and the London, both London expansions, I loved it so much that I endured the Game Boy Color port of GTA 1, wow. which is heinous. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, but I, I just was absolutely obsessed with it. And despite being uh, at a young age, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, I was extremely put off. I avoided it for months because wow. it did not have the top-down view. And I was like, mm. they're, they're getting rid of something special here. You know, you could, like, see so much of the world, and it was so free, and we're trading that for, like, crappy 3D games. Like, what's the big deal? There's, a, there's one hill that you can go down. <laughs> cool, you can see the moon. Congratulations, what a fun game. Um, obviously, I've, I've changed my opinion on that. I also bought... Um, Similar to Frosh, I, I convinced my parents to get me Grand Theft Auto 2. Separate from Frosh, uh, Grand Theft Auto 2 had a very fancy lighting technology that required a graphics card, which we did not have. So it ran at roughly four frames per second, and I pretended sure. that I enjoyed that for a year. Uh, but man, we're not even talking about GTA 5 versus GTA 1. What are we doing here? Okay, well, this is the first matchup. GTA 5 versus GTA 1, holy cow. Um... I'm going to start by talking about GTA 1 a little bit. Uh, For people that haven't played it, uh, good luck finding a place to play it. It's extremely difficult. Um, It was on Steam a while ago and is now not on Steam or not available to uh, download or buy on Steam anymore. Um, But it is a uh, top-down, like literally top-down, not isometric version of GTA where you can run anywhere and steal any car you want. And you basically drive around the city um, getting jobs from a beeper to seriously date the game and uh, committing various crimes and going on, quote, rampage missions where you just slaughter a bunch of people with uh, machine guns, stuff like that. Um, It is definitely interesting to see this because it's like a very pure version of what the game would later become, this cinematic, super complex, super emotion driven whatever 
But at its core, that's all it was. It was just you run around the city and you steal cars and you do these like simple fetch missions and sometimes the cops chase you. Like that was basically it. But I played the fuck out of it. I think it was the first game again that like offered that level of freedom, like that idea that I could go anywhere in this map and they weren't forcing me to like go to a certain area to do whatever um, was was really kind of thrilling to me. I think you're forgetting the most important part is that there's a fart button. <laughs> yeah, I don't there's actually fart remember button. the fart there's button. A fart button. There's yeah. a fart button on PS on the PS1 version at least, and uh, some might say that the series' sense of humor never evolved from that. No, that's true. I'd um, actually say it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I rem- I remember the first two because three was the first one I played, and then. Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is three? There's two more of these I haven't played? And then kind of going back and uh, revisiting them. And uh, yeah, there's 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 some fun stuff about those first two, but I don't really have a nostalgic attachment to them. So uh, they, they, they were never a ton of fun for me to play. Yeah, I don't think that they have the like staying power that like, a, like the original Zelda or Link to the Past has. Sure. I think it's very much this like very narrow idea that they were executing on and they do a pretty good good job at that but i don't think these are like and plant might disagree with me i know he feels strongly about these games i don't think they hold up in modern game development era but i do think it's very unfortunate that they're like that such a similar part of gaming history is like you can't get it to play it like that's so strange to me um i know as old as old men we consider like preservation probably a lot more than some people but uh it is wild that you can't just like get these and play them i also think that might be a piece of why it doesn't feel as enjoyable to go back in that by not being around i don't know it feels like there's just not a lot of games inspired by it like you know you go back and play a link to the past and it's like well all this feels natural they're still making 2d top-down Zelda wannabes, right? Like you feel like you mm. see like many of those a year. Outside of uh, what is like Shakedown Hawaii, Retro sure. City Rampage, made by the same person. Like there's not a lot of these games. Plus, as you said, like most people just aren't even trying this game. So I think there's, I don't know, maybe this is like kind of justifying it, but I think there's a weird thing here where when you go back and play this game, it just feels like of a different time and like it has its own language in a way that like if you go back and play Zelda it still feels so relevant you can still Mm -hmm. feel like hey this game is rough around the edges in some ways but like it's still very vital and important so I I I don't know I think like the the defense that I'll give GTA 1 here because I I don't see it surviving this round (laughs) is the game itself is like a mild miracle. <laughs> like this game, I think like took two or three years to actually ship, which at that time was might as well have been a decade. Um, it got like nearly canceled a gajillion times. It was made by, it wasn't made by Rockstar. It was made by DMA design, like which would then become that. But it's like this studio was like a known commodity. It really had everything against it. And when you do go back and play the game, so much of the game is here. Like, the radio stations and the fetch quest missions and like you can get into any vehicle and they all actually feel quite different and for better and worse mostly for worse the sense of humor um like it's kind of shocking to me knowing how far the series has gone how much of it is in this very first version of the game um in the same way that i think like we see that with zelda um which i think is neat do I think that makes yeah. it the best game, though? No, it's going up against GTA V, which is, like, the best-selling piece of commercial media, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're divorcing this conversation from GTA Online, right? I mean, um, I think it's worth mentioning, because, I, you know, I, I wanted to mention GTA Online in the context of GTA V, if only because, effectively, at this point, they made two games in one package, um, one of them is like what a, a story- value. Sure, <laughs> precisely. One of them is a story-driven campaign, uh, you know, game in the in the main GTA Five, and then GTA Online is this like, to a certain extent, given how much value you get out of the main game, a like free-to-play online weird like bizarre modes and like this whole like meta universe of people cosplaying and 
performing like one acts inside the world of GTA Online is this like entire other thing. So like, yeah, I think it's for the hard rules, to sort of summarize what GTA five is given those two very disparate ideas, but I think I it's think, worth mentioning. I think we should talk about GTA online. I think just to give other games a fighting chance, I think we should cut it out because it is so different. And, yeah. and like, I don't know about y'all, but like, if GTA Online is part of it, it just wins automatically because it's like one of the most successful MMOs. It's changed a trillion things about monetization in games. And the role play community is like one of the coolest things happening in video games. But none of that has anything in common with the rest of Grand Theft Auto. And the coolest things happening in GTA Online weren't made by the creators of GTA. So yeah, like, it just true. feels like... A little bit of a separate thing, but that that said, Jordan Grand Theft Auto Five. What was your recollection of it when it first uh, when it first hit? Yeah, I uh, you know it it's amazing. The character swapping stuff is uh, super cool, and uh, yeah, I live in LA, and there there's such a there's such a a great like it's such a pleasure when you live in a place where a GTA is set and they get something about your city right. There is so much great LA detail in GTA 5. Just like you drive by, you know, a bridge and you're like, oh my gosh, I've driven by that bridge and the sun is setting in the exact right place. Um, There are so Hmm. many great, you know, LA and Southern California in general details in GTA 5. And gosh, it might've even come out after I, yeah, I think I had maybe even kind of recently moved to LA, so there was that kind of you know pleasure in it too. Um, yeah, and just the fact that like when you uh, drive you know east out into the desert, the people get a little methy. You know, it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just so many cool uh, little details like that. Um, I. Hey GTA, why why is the shooting still not feel good? Hey GTA, <laughs> why does the punching still not feel good? There's that. Um, you know, so there's there's that thing about how you know, it's this amazing world filled with wonderful detail, but some of the video game shit still sucks. Um <laughs> Which I'm always amazed. It's better. Yeah, that's I mean, totally true. It's better. Yeah, it's a ton better. Well, that was always the line with like a new Grand Theft Auto would come out and be like, they fixed the shooting. It's like, well, in eh. comparison to the one right before this, they did. Um, there was like, <laughs> I was doing a se- sequence where I had to, I was like driving and I had to shoot somebody who was on a boat and I like had the most insane claw grip of like trying to hit six buttons at once. But yeah. It, it's wild. But um, I'll tell you, I played this on PC. Uh, and the number one thing that jumped out at me is, and I would suspect this is a result of them continuing to support Grand Theft Auto Online, is that it looks great. <laughs> like it still looks fantastic. It's from 2013, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, uh, they've updated uh, it a few times. Yeah, uh, um, with for the PlayStation Four. Pro. What struck me about Grand Theft Auto Five, and you could say this about I think most of the the big releases in this franchise, is that. The ambition is just off the charts. And like the ambition of this, of like telling a narrative with three main characters, async, like in an asynchronous sense that lets you sort of control the pacing, like and who you're hanging out with and who you're following and and stuff like that. I don't even think that's been topped like now. Like I don't think anybody has done anything that I mean like you have things like Watchdog Legion, right? But those aren't really characters. They're ciphers. Yep. Um I, I I don't feel like it, it it has become like uh and and the way that you interact where your characters like where you do heists together and you're switching between three different characters who are d- playing different roles and stuff. I don't I don't feel like that's even been like attempted again. Um which I think is pretty uh, I mean a really wild tribute uh, that that here, you know, eight years after its initial release, um, it, it I don't feel like yeah. there's many parts that aren't equaled. Uh, I think GTA Five wins. We do need to move on because yes. we have a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I think we'll talk a lot more about GTA Five as the as the series goes yes. on. Also, as one final point, it has night moves. It has night moves. <laughs> and like, <laughs> is there a is there a ratter song to go on a rampage to? I vote no. I vote night moves is the ultimate GTA song. That mm. that is an interesting point. What well, we should talk about sound uh, soundtracks as we go through. Uh, yes, I have some strong thoughts. Okay, so next up, GTA Four versus GTA. Two. 
I'll, I'll, let me just give the GTA 2 defense really quick, and we'll, we'll make this round fast. Uh, GTA 2 looks cool as hell at four frames a second. The, so the way the lighting worked in this game, and it's such a dorky thing, but it was like, it was a pixel-looking game, but with like 3D lighting. So it, it, it just blew the mind at the time to see, to go from GTA 1 where there is like all this like baked in lighting. I mean, it doesn't even look like lighting. It looks like a cartoon. And then it, you'd play GTA 2 and the cop cars would be chasing you and the red and blue light would be like spraying across the environment. And it looked awesome. When explosions happened, like light mm. bloomed across, across the world and like so much of the game felt like it was set in night. The downside of GTA 2 is GTA 2 is when it like really takes a turn towards kind of like Todd McFarlane grimdark. Like sure. we played uh, as Sweet Tooth and Twisted Metal ones um, energy and uh, not not great. Y- yeah, I mean, that's that there, there's basically two things I didn't like about GTA 2 that even though I convinced my mom to buy it for me. Uh, came away after a week or two not really playing it anymore. The Grimdark thing, totally agree with you. Um, I And I think it's mostly just because it's a departure from the colorful, like, quote-unquote, fun of the first game, which is, despite the themes, are, you know, it's like I mean, a it's light a game to play. It feels, it's a cartoon, right. And this is, like, oh, dark and serious. I also think the, like, the first game was set in modern day for all intents and purposes, Um the GTA 2 is set in like a near future kind of thing. Um, and because of that, the like car designs are like weird and kind of inspired by like the 20s, but also like not. And it just, it, it, there's like the fun of GTA is sort of like feeling, oh, I'm in a, a universe that is familiar to me and that I connect to. And this did not at all feel like that. Um, so like, I just didn't have that connection to it i do want to mention one other thing there's a gang system that that was introduced in gta 2 where you get like do missions for one gang and the other gang gets gets pissed at you this is not a fun system you'd basically like accidentally drive into a neighborhood and get lit up because you did too many missions for one other group and that sucks so yeah i don't know i really don't care for gta 2 i think it's the low point I think it's worth mentioning full motion video intro. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that wins it in a walk. <laughs> yeah, Justin, how does this compare to, say, Mad Dog McCree? Mm. Yeah, well, Mad Dog McCree is interactive, and this is just a bad movie at the beginning of a <laughs> game. So, I mean, granted, Mad Dog McCree is a classic. We can't take away from it. No. can't disparage it by comparing it to this Resident Evil-style FMV intro. Does get uh, bonus points, but uh, not enough. Jordan, can you tell us your feelings about GTA 4 and, and why yeah. it rules? Or maybe does not rule? I don't know. Or, or sucks. Those are the only two. Yeah. <laughs> besties, as you know. Does it rule <laughs> or does it suck? Sucks. Weigh in in the comments. <laughs> uh, rules or sucks. Um, so yeah, so GTA 4 is definitely the game in the series I have played the least. Um Huh. Uh, yeah, and for the purposes of this, I couldn't find it easily downloadable anywhere. So uh, I am kind of going off memories. And I think um, the things that led me to peace out of GTA 4 were, um, you know, I think the the like the New York setting didn't grab me like the L.A. setting would in the other game. Um, Imagine living in West Virginia. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing to let. Yeah. Where's GTA West Virginia? Redneck uh, Rampage, I think, is the only one we've had set here. Well, no, Fallout 76, and that's even worse. There you go. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think I remember playing the game, and, like, there's that thing where people call you to hang out. And uh, the, uh, one of my one of my little buddies called me to hang out and to go bowling, and I went to the bowling alley, and I'm like, wow, there's bowling in this game. It's not fun, mm. but it's here, <laughs> and I think that is that's a that's a you know that is that is a gripe I have about the series is that it's amazing that they made this, but they 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 didn't work on making it fun. I think we'll talk about yeah. the exercising in San Andreas. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe they did this. Is it fun? Not really. Uh, so yeah, it's I a, that extends even like Grand Theft Auto Five. Just before we logged on, I was like, oh, I forgot you could go, go, go to a movie theater. 
You go to the movie theater, it's impossibly boring. Like, yeah, it is not so fun. Boring. Nothing like is not fun about doing. it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, but like watching videos of it, it still looks great. It yeah. looks awesome. And um, and yeah, and I, I, I have those gripes about it. But I mean, it, it, it seems to have aged so much better than like three. Uh, but I think it has the reputation of being the dark horse. Can any of you guys speak to that? Like why? Maybe fans don't like it as much as the yeah, other Yeah, I think it basically did not find that perfect middle ground between, like, fun, goofy, that is emphasized, that is really epitomized by, like, San Andreas yeah. and and then GTA V after it. it. It tried to be this, like, life sim almost, as you mentioned, the, like, going on dates with your cousin to play bowling and doing all these other things. Occasionally, it would dip into a Michael Mann style action movie. There are heist missions in GTA four that are fun and exciting and obviously informed a lot of what they did in GTA five and when that worked. But those missions are few and far between. I would say though about GTA four, you know, you mentioned not really connecting to the New York setting, being in New York and having that connection to it totally clicked for for me. Like there are those areas for me, like, my neighborhood train station is represented in the game and it looks pretty damn good for being a game that came it's, out fucking 15 years ago or whatever it is. It's so cool when they do that. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's so cool when it matches. Yeah. Really amazing. Especially since it's not obviously a one-to-one. It is a uh, extrapolation of what New York is, but it so perfectly ex- uh, encapsulates New York that uh, there's really no uh, game that has done it better. Yeah, I I agree for the same reason, like, Living in New York, Liberty City is awesome. As a game environment, I think it's the weakest environment in yeah. the in mm-hmm. the series because it just visually, I mean, it's well, it's very striking that it's vertical. The game doesn't have verticality, <laughs> you know. Right. It's not like you like can just go into skyscrapers and go all the way to the top. Um, so yeah, I, I also think a lot more instruction in the driving too. Uh, there's a huge open freeways in GTA five that are actually fun to navigate. And I feel like you can get choked up a lot easier on GTA four, just like trying to drive around in a hurry. Yeah. yeah grids I, are not fun generally speaking <laughs> for driving. Yeah. 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 I guess that's why Spidey works so well in yeah. New York. Like why yeah, that's yeah. The, the world's most fun open world game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's true. And I think um, story wise, Miami or vice city is like maximum goofy and Liberty city is like, maximum somber like you can just feel them you know trying to borrow from like scorsese and try to make this serious sure. game and uh san andreas seems to be like the happy medium of like yeah. okay we can do a little bit of serious we can be, do a little bit of goofy it just seems to vibe better with with their energy um so i i that said i think we can say gta4 wins that round yeah, yeah yeah i would i would pick gta4 of these Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind 
those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, what do we have next? Next matchup is GTA San Andreas versus GTA Chinatown Wars. This, I think, is going to be the most intense of the battles, but we'll see. (laughs) Put Um, on a pot of coffee, fellas. We're going to be here all night litigating this one. Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars returns to the isometric point of view that we saw in, you know, GTA 1 and 2 and the London ones. It is part, however, of the... um, the 3d universe uh which include which is a did you guys know about this by the way sorry it's part of the hd universe did you guys know that there's three different universes no oh no. Okay. god i love continuity shit so there's <laughs> please a, explain there's three it to me right continuities, now three different um there's the 2d universe the 3d universe the hd universe 2d is like gta gta 2 and the london ones mm. the 3d universe is gta 3 Vice City, San Andreas, and and a couple others there. And then the HD universe starts with four and includes uh, four, five, Chinatown Wars, and GT Online. So even though they share names, the continuity of the universe is there's actually three different continuities. That makes sense. And really, they haven't gone backwards. Like once they shifted into the HD universe, they haven't made games in the previous generation. It also explains like they don't have to deal with, oh, we mentioned this character in three and whatever. Like that's all like a lot of work. So they can kind of start from scratch with each city. Um, Chinatown Wars, uh, I did not have huge expectations for at all. They had done... um, several gta games uh uh, gta liberty uh, what is it liberty city stories vice city stories they had done those that followed that same sort of mentality of you know just recreating what the console games were chinatown wars is not that as justin mentioned it's top down um and i will say this about chinatown wars and i really adore this game it is the best version of runaway from the cops that gta has ever done ever none of the console games even compare uh it turns the game into like a burnout style like knock co- uh, knock cops off the road which is just like a total blast i think it is it is excellent i really hope that they experiment more with this format cuz i think it feels more arcadey and more quick than the console versions are but still is able to tell like an interesting story using uh i think they use like graphic novel style artwork um, it's it's really spectacular. If you get a chance to play it, I'd highly Cell shaded. It. it looks pretty good still. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's on the. I played it on the uh, iOS for a while and was really surprised how much fun I had with it. It's the iOS isn't the greatest way to control it, but like it is. It, it's a yeah. It's a total blast, and it has a great little thing that no other game in the series has. I don't think it's. When you're carrying a weapon, there's still an option to melee attack. You have a mm. separate, you have a kick, which is something I always, uh, that always uh, kind of ruffled my feathers about the other ones is when you have a gun, you can't melee. And oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's this little thing that makes a ton of difference. And yeah, I totally agree with you. The driving is super fun. Uh, yeah, they should do it. Have a little developer just make a top-down GTA yeah. once every couple years to complement whatever game they're making. It'd be super fun. Also, surprisingly... 
cute touch controls. Like yeah. you uh, hotwire a car with touch and you like break your window and you go underwater. That's fun. <laughs> it's I fun. Love, yeah. It's you just enough that you're like, yeah, that's nice. It doesn't get in the way, but it adds, it adds a little bit of fun. You know? And there's a there's a there's a hacking mechanism to where you plug in a USB to like a car's security system, and plugging in the USB is a little bit hard, just like it is in real life. Okay. Yeah, Chinatown. You like do the thing where you turn around and look at it, like I know this is the right way up. Look at it. Look at the side. <laughs> yeah, is this dirty? Do I need to clean it? Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is the third of the trilogy of GTA Three like main entries is that a yes. fair way of like that's how i think about it at least gta3 vice city san andreas yeah right that's all we have to say <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have to say about remarkable that's all you had justin i thought you were leading into something uh i uh i downloaded this uh on the ps5 to play for these purposes and it is fun this game i thought was a blast it like it, yeah i think it it's it's aged pretty well i mean you know obviously it has some sense of humor stuff that kind of sucks but like um <laughs> shooting is a little bit better than it is in the other games the driving's a little bit better uh yeah i i really had a good time with it this game gets, it takes a little while. I don't know how much yeah. you played when you were replaying it. It takes a little while before the game really like Slow kind start. of shows its hand. Slow Once start. you basically leave uh, the main city, Los Santos is like the, the starting city. And you realize just how big this fucking game is. It's pretty mind blowing because it's got the three city. It's got Los Santos, which is Los Angeles. It's got San Francisco. I forget what they call it in San Andreas world. And it's got Las Vegas. And as you explore, they start giving you like fucking Harrier jets and jetpacks <laughs> and like all sorts of wild shit that really hasn't gone that wild until GTA 5 and GTA Online, where they've started reintroducing that level of like one-upsmanship with the tools and the, the fun stuff they give you. But it's weird to pair that stuff with like a game that is like, you know, about the riots and about, uh, you know, uh, the CIA, sh uh, or was it the CIA? I believe it was shooting your, uh, brother. It's been a little while since I remember the story, but it, yeah. it, like very grim and dark story paired with like James Woods giving you a rocket launcher. <laughs> it's <fucking laughs> weird. <laughs> You know that actual James Woods now actually has a rocket launcher. Oh, 100%. No yeah. question. I'm sure he had one then, too. <laughs> he's like, I got a great idea for my character. <laughs> and yeah, what I, if he's awful on Twitter? <laughs> I think San Andreas is like the porridge is just right uh, of the GTA universe, where it's like, it's not as uh, over-the-top serious and like um, ambitious to a fault as GTA 4 but it it does feel like the kind of like polished version of the GTA 3 type of game where it is reaching further. I mean, if you go back and you play GTA 3 and you play San Andreas, it's bonkers how much of a gap there is in terms of quality between GTA 3 and San Andreas. GTA 3 is a, a incredible technological accomplishment. We'll talk about it in just a second. It is not a fun video game by like any stretch of the imagination. Yep. Uh, is it pleasurable to go back and play that game? Um, and that they are part of the same kind of trilogy is is something else. Uh, yeah, I, here's here's my take on this matchup. I think Chinatown Wars really succeeds at everything it tries to do. I think San Andreas is not that consistent. I, you know, Jordan mentioned earlier the like exercise shit. There's like yeah, a lot of sim stuff. Sucks. It sucks. There's a lot of sim stuff like eating burgers and you get fat and then you whatever. Like there's a lot of sim stuff in San Andreas that is not super fun. It brings to mind a lot of the sim stuff in Red Dead Redemption 2 that is not super fun that I'd rather just not be in the game, quite honestly. Um, and so I, I, think overall i still think back on chinatown wars more fondly than i do san andreas even though i think obviously san andreas much more ambitious effort but i think they um there's some missteps in there that you know doesn't fully land for me anymore i love chinatown wars one thing that we haven't said 
I have no idea like how this game holds up in terms of representation. It was written by I imagine Dan Hauser looking at the Wikipedia. So I'm mm. <laughs> and not- probably a bunch of other people, but mainly yeah. Dan Hauser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I really enjoy Chinatown Wars, GTA San Andreas just feels like a cultural touchstone. Like it feels like when when I think of GTA, it is the game that I like picture in my head. Um and I and I do agree that it like it um it does not deliver on everything it accomplishes. Uh, but I mean, if that's like the metric for GTA games and like Chinatown Wars is unquestionably the best because that's, <laughs> that is the nature of the series is yeah. to like, uh, is to overreach. I also think it is, um, just fun. Like, I, I think it's a fun GTA game. Uh, and again, like you can't say that about every GTA. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think you can say that about three or four. Um, so I would I would lean towards San Andreas, but I'm I'm curious what uh, Jordan and Justin think. Yeah, I'd grant you San Andreas. I think I think Chinatown Wars is is very fun, but it, it, I don't think I think scope wise, like I think it's tough to compare um, the the two. Um, and and also as somebody who was again like covering games at this time, um, it I I without commenting on whether or not like. Dan Hauser's life experience positioned him well to write the characters in San Andreas. Yeah. It was notable at that point to have a, a black leading character in a game of this like size and scope. It wasn't that common, especially back then um, to, to have a game that was like, was so far outside of, of like white culture. Now, Again, were the Housers the best people positioned to like write and make that story? I don't know the team. I don't know who who all was on the team. I I don't know, but I uh, I do think like in terms of uh, some amount of representation, I think that that was uh, notable. It should be noted also that for what it's worth, Chinatown Wars also had an Asian lead. So like, it's true, yeah, for sure. So, but but I completely agree with you on the representation part. I do not think the team had the required. Uh, diversity to really tell those stories from a personal standpoint. And I think two points for San Andreas. Uh, one, it contains Love Roller Coaster, which is another <laughs> awesome song to do a rampage to. Great soundtrack, yeah. Uh, and uh, have you have you have you seen our guys' neck muscles in this? The True. necks, the necks in this game are so defined. There's so many neck. There's like bulging neck sinews in this game. <laughs> Uh, I'm like some what? pro yeah. wrestler necks. Like yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Everyone has a wrestler neck in this. Uh, yeah, I I think both of these are really fun games, and it's it's cool that Chinatown Wars is so gettable. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I'm 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 going San Andreas on this. I think it's just Tot- totally it's the reasonable. best of that era of GTA. I think. Also, very quick thing since we're saying goodbye to Chinatown Wars, I remember um, being with. Frustic at the preview at Rockstar when they showed it to us for the first time. Mm. And we didn't know what it would be. It was a total, they were just like, hey, just come over, take a look. We have something to show you. And like, I have never been happier at a video game preview where it was like, cool. oh, I loved these 2D games. I never thought I would ever see something like this again because oh, obviously yeah. the 3D games yeah. were making so much money. And I was just, ecstatic um and i was like great they'll make one of these kind of like you said jordan's like why not make one every few years it's free money um but they don't want it i'm actually surprised that they haven't gone back to the well to like revamp seeing how well a a lot of these still like play and feel and like considering how much of the heavy lifting of like story creation is already done i'm surprised they haven't like spruced up some of these older ones and gone back out there yeah no i agree Okay, San Andreas wins. Uh, final matchup for this round is GTA 3 versus Vice City. Uh, I'll talk about GTA 3 real quick because I don't think it's going to survive this. Um, okay. It is very difficult to understand that this invented a genre. This was the invention of a, you are in a city, like that is a believable city, 
and you can go anywhere you want and you could fuck with like whoever you want and punch people and commit crimes and just like that level Did of you freedom. Say make crimes. What? <laughs> you can Did make you crimes. You can make crimes. Sure. All right, crimes. fellas, I've called you here today because we're going to make some crimes. <laughs> Cooking up a good crime. You today. make a money crime. <laughs> crime. You make a hey. gun crime. <laughs> I put the crime on the pot. We got a crime on. Um, <laughs> how many lumps of sugar in your crime, love? <laughs> where, this, where are these characters? This just falling off I the rails. do not know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. It's a sketch directed by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not that funny. That uh, that holds, uh, that's why GTA 3 remains this like touchstone is because it invented this genre. But because they've just iterated on it so many times and Vice City, uh, we'll talk about it in a second, is such a huge leap ahead in terms of the genre um, that GTA 3 really gets left in the dust very quickly. Um, so it really just becomes more of a historical piece than it does like, oh, this is a great video game. Um, so that's sort of my overall thoughts on it. I played a shitload of GTA 3 when it came out, um, as I mentioned, Dorn Room staple, but yeah, Vice City, I think, just totally blows it out of the water. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's tough. It's tough to. We are, I always struggle with these because I want to give credit to like the the transformative power of a game, even if it was iterated on before. And like, this is one of those where you cannot overstate how important it was to like the decade and a half. I mean, the fifteen years following in terms of of video games like the everybody was playing in the shadow of this mm -hmm. uh of, of gta3 um i mean it built that studio more or less like they you know obviously yeah. they had, had some success before but rockstar would not be rockstar without gta3 and, quite literally uh, yeah. it was dma design until after <laughs> gta3 was a success and they're like hey we should turn this into a label um we have money now we got to go make manhunt <laughs> like we got to make Table tennis. <laughs> State of emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I uh I agree. GTA 3, once I, I got over my um my snobbiness and finally played it at the time, it was incredible. Like just being able to just move around a 3D space like that felt uh, it just felt like in the same way that playing Mario felt like wild when it's like, you mean I can go right? And the screen just keeps moving. Um, it was one of those, like, it breaks your brain moments. Then again, I had played a lot of Body Harvest, so it wasn't so unfamiliar <laughs> to me. Um, but, you know, not everybody had had that experience, and I, I understood and appreciated that. I will say uh, something I like that's just, like, mythology about GTA 3, again, because it probably won't survive this. When you go back and read the previews for this game, or you just talk to uh, people in the games press who were around during that time, the stuff you hear about what was originally in the game and didn't make the cut is wild. And I think a lot of it is bullshit. W whether it was like they, you know, the studio just promised things that were like never going to happen, or um, you know, game press people's memories like warp over time, but. For, for context, the game was supposed to come out, I think, like a week after 9-11. Um, and it got delayed till October 22nd of that year, of 2001. Um, I remember because it was right after my birthday. Um, and they changed, like, a few things because of that. Like, the cop cars were, uh, like, the blue New York cop cars. And they made them, like, look more generic. And they had to change the cover art. And again, I don't know if this is apocryphal. There was like a plane in the sky that would like pass behind a skyscraper and they had like changed the flight path of it. But well, the there was actually a flyable plane in the game that they oh. actually removed the ability to fly the plane. Because of this, yeah. Because but of mm. one of the other things I heard was like the, the game had kids in it at some point as like Ooh, characters. Yikes. And you also had the option to like <laughs> no. pop when you shot people in the head, like their heads exploded. Um, but again, uh, yeah, that's that, still that would have been cool. Oh, yeah, still in the game. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's no. the head explode thing is definitely still in the game. Yeah, but I, I think it was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but again, uh, the weird thing about this is it's been so long that it's hard for me to understand like 
how much was of this is really in the game. And also, like, at the time GTA 3 came out, their PR team was, like, seeding stuff in tabloids to, like, build mm. kind of toxic press because it was going to be good for the game. So I, I just, I love... I love the backstory of GTA 3. Like, there would be, there's, a, you know, a great movie in the story of this game. And, like, these, like, bonkers, like, people who wanted to be, like, uh, like Def Jam, effectively, making video games. Listen, <laughs> I gave my GTA 3 spiel. That's it. I think it's an important game. There's no way in hell it's going to win this. Vice City was just staggeringly fun when it came out. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's just it's Grand Grand GTA Vice City is Grand Theft Auto Three on cocaine, and I mean that literally and metaphorically. <laughs> it is it is transports the entire thing down to uh, Vice City, which is sort of a stand-in for Miami. If Three was sort of uh, channeling, um, you know, Goodfellas, uh, then this is channeling like Scarface and Miami Vice, like that that era and that world. And it's just, it's really fun and it's colorful in a way that three isn't. Um, the soundtrack absolutely whips Wolf. ass. It's got two minutes to midnight and that's the best driving song, I think, in the entire franchise. Um, it's just so fun. It also, yeah, I, I, I think that it is on the right wavelength with those comparisons of like Scarface, right? Like I feel like the the creators are like creatively in a position to imitate Scarface and like Miami Vice in a way that like the series just isn't for imitating Goodfellas and The Godfather. And I don't mean that as like a dig. They're just different types of films, but it it just it makes so much more sense um, embracing its inner cocaine uh, manic attitude. Yeah, the 80s is a perfect era for this franchise, and I hope they do more in that era just because it it does that perfect balance. We've talked about it before of like occasionally serious, but generally speaking, totally fucking outrageous, bizarre, like, you know, Hawaiian shirts, uh, jet uh, ski doos and uh, like... Yeah, it just really nailed it. And I and again, I, I still listen to that soundtrack on Spotify like almost every other week because it, it holds up so goddamn well. It's probably my favorite game soundtrack. Um, spectacular game. I, I think of this era, it is unquestionably my favorite. Um, although I do appreciate that San Andreas was more ambitious. Again, I think this goes to Vice City really nailing every single thing that it attempts to do. Okay, we have to move on. Vice City, congratulations, right? Yep. Fair? Yeah, Agreed? absolutely. Yes. And and yeah, right. definitely cannot cannot be said enough how how what a huge part that licensed music is of Grand Theft Auto and what a huge jump that was to have that licensed music instead of the like, you know, free use PowerPoint music that was in the other ones. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Vice Vice City rules. Um I want to take a moment to just to slow down here. And for a couple of minutes, just sit with our guest, Jordan Morris, and ask him this question. Jordan Morris, what is your favorite video game? Oh, boy. So my, I am my I'm, – I'm a huge Street Fighter guy. Like mm -hmm. that series to me, I will play every game. I will watch every Evo on Twitch. Um, yeah, like that's my series. Um, you know, I am not good at it anymore. Um, you, someone mentioned earlier being, um, old men, um, and I am, uh, I am no longer, uh, competitive at the game, but, um, I, I will, I will always love it. And this just sounds like you building to one last, one last run, right? <laughs> like coming out one more time, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky five style. You know, I, last I bought night. myself, I bought myself an Italian restaurant and I'm chopping garlic and then there's a <laughs> knock at the door and it's Blanca. <laughs> taking pictures, uh, taking pictures with guests at your restaurant where you're pretending to the Hadouk in them. Right, exactly. Come on, do the Hadouk. Ah, I don't really do the Hadouk anymore. anymore. Come on, just do it once for me, Jordan. Uh, yeah, so Street Fighter is like, you know, Know, the the franchise that I will I will always love. Um, but yeah, but now I am a Souls guy. Uh, Souls is the only genre of video game I really want to play. When I'm playing a game, I'm like, why isn't this more Souls like? Um, so yeah, I think those are my those are my two key interests these days. What's your peak Souls game? 
it's bloodborne for me, yeah. I think. Um yeah, but I, I love them all. They're all they're all my nasty little family. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to I can't wait to hug them and kiss them. So but yeah, for me it's bloodborne. Um yeah. Well, there you have it. I feel like I understand you a little bit better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think we've all we've all learned a lot today. Yeah. Um, I think we should maybe preserve emails since we have been running long. I think you're right. Very quick honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do quick honorable mentions. Is anybody playing anything else uh, that they wanted to, to plug real quick? Yeah, I want to mention cl- terrible name. The game is called Clap Hands Golf. Uh, <laughs> hands is spelled H-A-N-Z. Um, this is uh, basically a Hot Shots Golf game, like literally because it's the same studio who's been making Hot Shots Golf forever on PlayStation devices. Uh, that studio is called Clap Hands, so that's why it's called Clap Hands Golf. Um, but I guess they wanted to divorce themselves from the Sony connection, so now they're making their own games under Clap Hands Golf. And this one is out on Apple Arcade, so if you have to be a subscriber on Apple Arcade, Apple Arcade, for what it's worth, just recently added a shitload of new games, as well as like a bunch of classics uh, from the Apple iOS canon. Um, so it's actually, you know, if you sort of unsubscribed, might be a good time to try it again for a few months and see if you dig it. But Clap Hands Golf, if you dig like RPG style golf games like uh, Mario Golf and stuff like that, uh, definitely follows in that same mold. Uh, I, I've been playing a ton of it. It's great. Uh, hey, you know what's fun? Streets of Rage 4. Oh, yeah. I uh, I took a chance on that. I love those games uh, on the Genesis as a kid and um, kind of had the opinion that maybe beat-em-ups couldn't be fun anymore just because it's, you know, such a dated genre. But yeah, man, this thing's a blast. They really added enough modern stuff to where it, um, it, it doesn't feel super, super dated, but it still feels like the old game. Yeah, Streets of Rage 4 is, is a hoot. Uh, I ducked into uh, Pac-Man 99 mm-hmm. on the Switch. Um that is a wild thing. And I have you guys played it even once? No, no. I, I, I it drops you in with no like no instruction as to what is happening, and it is the most baffling visual inputs. Like you're playing Pac-Man, but then you eat there's like eight white Pac-Man in a row and you eat them and then there's a rainbow train of Pac-Man from another ghost and then they all turn <laughs> into other ghosts and, th- and there's like you can change to Hunter or Knockout or there's and there's the wild thing there's no <laughs> there is no help given or instruction on any of it it's just like play Pac-Man motherfucker <laughs> stay alive <laughs> like that's the message of Pac-Man 99 is like yeah there's some other stuff you could do but right now you can't learn that because you have to play fucking Pac-Man <laughs> why are you pac man Pac-Man, those Pac-Man more you. <laughs> you're basically sending I mean the basic thrust is you're eating ghosts to send hunters which are like Pac-Man that can slow down your opponent's Pac-Man if they run over them. And that's the basic idea is like the more ghosts you eat, the more of those you send out mm. and slowing your opponents. And then, you know, it's one kill elimination. You know, you get caught, you're out and the last person standing wins. Um, but it, I, I want to continue. I kind of like impulsively paid it for a while. I tried to look up guides. There are a couple of little like, uh, different modes you can use where people still don't know. It's like guesswork. Like, I don't, we're not exactly sure what this is, but cause, cause it doesn't explain anything. Um, but it is a, it is a wild thing. Uh, I, I'm playing a game still that I can't talk about. So, uh, once again, I'm going to recommend that everybody watch for all mankind caught up on the episodes. <laughs> you can't do it twice. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. What a great show. I'm also going to recommend people read uh, Milk, Blood, Heat. If you're looking for a collection of sad short stories set in Florida, have I got the book for you? It's called Milk, Blood, yes. Heat, and I'm really enjoying it. And I promise that I will be able to talk about what I'm playing next week. I think. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, the book I, I think everybody should check out is Bubble. It's coming July 13th. <gasps> uh, it's a graphic novel. And if you if you listen to the podcast, or even if you didn't, uh, you're going to love this book. Jordan, who who is this? Who who should avoid this one? And who should, like, buy it and read it for sure? Well, people who are like, I hate fun. I only right. like homework and church. 
<laughs> if you're one of those lamos, that does sound like me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love I love my mommy and encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah, Basically. real poindexters like that. Uh, no, so yeah, it, it is a graphic novel. It is a sci-fi comedy. Maybe the uh, elevator pitch would be: uh, it's search party meets Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a bunch of kind of goofy hipsters who uh, live in kind of a near future bubble city, and they have to bow to the gig economy if they want to survive um yeah it's 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 got a bunch of jokes it's got gore it's got monsters um it's got robots uh i co-wrote the script with the great comedy writer sarah morgan and uh the great tony cliff uh does the art uh natalie reese of the dungeon critters series does the colors and uh yeah it's it's a it's a graphic novel and uh and i and i think it's a i think i think you'll enjoy it if you like uh funny stuff and sci-fi stuff and uh gory stuff and sex jokes uh yeah it's based on a podcast uh i think if you have already heard the podcast uh you'll like it but uh it's not a requisite for enjoying uh the podcast uh and the 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 book feature cameos uh from our very own Juice McElroy. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm saying our now. I know that's a little too familiar. I know I'm just a guess. No, 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 but, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Justin, uh, Justin, and Griffin both do voices in the podcast, and they are both uh, in the book. Uh, you know, drawn. Uh, yeah. They're not personally in the book. That would be exhausting. No, I don't come and read it to you. No, that's <laughs> a that's a bad use of your time, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's coming out July thirteenth, uh, same day as the uh, new Adventure Zone book. Uh, but you can pre-order it if you can uh, if you can pre-order it. That'd be really cool and uh, helps helps the book helps your local indie bookstore and everybody wins. It's called Bubble. Excellent. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, thanks for having it. me. Yeah, this is a blast. I love this Good show. Delight. So being on it, this is a treat. I feel uh, I, I feel like the luckiest boy in Liberty City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to. Uh, 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 co-hosts on the besties. The first step, as Jordan has already proven, is to listen and subscribe. <laughs> you can't get anywhere without that. And that's really step one if you want to get it on the ground floor. So please do that and recommend our show to anybody that likes video games or even if they hate video games because a lot of times we don't like the video games. <laughs> so it's kind of a perfect <laughs> recommendation to anybody who likes or doesn't like video games. Uh, next week, we're going to be uh, pick, pitting these four titans i'm gonna have to get deeper on these i feel like i'm gonna have to go because i feel like the yeah. distinctions get a lot more difficult at this point uh, i'm gonna have to spend some more time with them but that is what we'll be doing next time and if you have more thoughts on that you can i guess tweet them at us or send them to uh, mail at besties.fan um but that is gonna do it for us for this week so uh until next time uh for for all all the all the besties be sure to join us again next time for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.